So let's open our Bibles tonight. Time and again. And so it's so good to open the Bibles. Isaiah 33 and the sixth verse tonight. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. And strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Amen. It says wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. And the strength of salvation. And the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Hallelujah. Amen. Underline that word tonight. Because we are living in unstable times. And God promises us wisdom and knowledge. Some of you might have heard about uh, another variant from South Africa coming. You know, if you're living in Bangalore, it's a couple of people were doubted, suspected of it. But tonight the Bible says in the times where we are living, it says the wisdom of God shall be our stability. Open your mouth and say, the wisdom of God shall be our stability. I don't know about the people of the world, but I know about the people of the church who believes in Jesus, that there will be a stability for them. Amen. You will not catch God's people unstable. Because the Bible says in James chapter 1 and 5 uh, and to 7th verse, it says, An unstable man received nothing from the Lord. An unstable man received nothing from the Lord. But before that, he says, If anybody of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all liberally and without reproach that it will be given to him. So the key to overcome instability is the wisdom of God. That's why the Tonight's word is encountering the wisdom of the ancients. Open your mouth and say, encountering the wisdom of the ancients. Amen. Because we don't want to be one who is doubting and like a wave of sea driven and tossed by the wind. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, if you don't suppose, even, you know, Bible is like, don't suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Don't, don't even think for a minute he'll receive. So tonight... This word will remove doubts, remove fear, remove instability, and gives you the power to live a glorious, victorious life. Amen. Encountering the wisdom of your of the ancients. God wants to give us the wisdom of God during these times, especially when we are starting the church this Sunday. He wants us to fill us with his wisdom more than anything else. It's an anointing. Even before we get into 2022, we want the wisdom of God. Even when we remember the birth of Jesus, the first thing that we remember is the wise men looking at the star. They inquired, hallelujah, where the star will lead them. Hallelujah. That's wisdom. Amen. You inquire of the Lord. He is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, what is the wisdom of God? The greatest place that you receive wisdom is nowhere else than in the presence of God. It's not in your religious duties and religious following certain rules and patterns. It is into following Falling in love with God's presence. 
It's when you know from your heart that there is nothing more important for you than the Lord. When you know that your heart is in the right place, the wisdom of God will begin to flow. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? So, so many people thinking that why am I wasting my life in foolishness? Why am I making foolish decisions? I've always found out this treasure in my life that when your heart is in the right place, the wisdom will begin to flow. So the greatest important where before you know what the wisdom is, you have to know the source of it. It is in the presence of God. Wisdom can also be found looking and studying the word of God. Because Jesus is the word. You find wisdom in God's word. Wisdom is unfolding of God's word into every practical area of your lives. Not only when we study God's word, wisdom also flows when we study how God worked with other servants of God, other men of God in the Bible. So wisdom is also understanding how God worked with certain lives in the Bible. Looking into their lives, learning from their lives is how the wisdom will operate. As a matter of fact, if somebody has a daily walk with God, that's a sign of wisdom. With all the challenges and troubles <laughs> and the warfare that, and the crises and the people who are for you and against you, in the midst of all that, you have a daily walk with God. That's the greatest sign of wisdom. Once Pastor spoke to me and prayed over me and said, you are in a season where you have to walk like Enoch. Enoch walked with God. All that Enoch communicated after 60 years of foolishness of not walking with God, Enoch walked the next 300 years with God. Praise God. There was nobody, I mean, he mattered to him other than the Lord. He walked with God and he had a testimony from God that he pleased him. So that's the greatest sign of wisdom. When you decide to walk with God, it brings us out of every mess. Tonight, the Lord spoke to me just before I entered that the Lord Jesus will bring you and your family out of every mess that you created through your foolish thinking and foolish decision. Tonight, if you believe it, put your hands together. Give a shout of praise to God. Come on. God will bring you out of every mess. 2021 mess 2020 mess it doesn't matter what kind of mess is speaking to you what kind of mess is controlling your life tonight I call you out of it through the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in God's wisdom in the Old Testament whether it was Joseph or Moses or Esther or Nehemiah the Bible says they walked or functioned in the wisdom of God look at a scripture in the Bible Genesis chapter 41 verses uh, 38 and 39. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. There is no one who is discerning and wise as you. There is no one as discreet, discerning, and why says you? The KJV version says discreet. 
So no one is discreet and wise as Joseph. That's what uh, is the wisdom that we can learn from Joseph. The wisdom from the ancients. The first thing that you learn from Joseph's life. Are you here tonight church? Open your mouth and say I'm here pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I like to teach tonight from the word of God. I want the anointing of teaching to take the scripture into your heart. Because I found a lot of blocks and hindrance uh, for this word to come into your hearts this evening. So, I mean, you know, wherever, whenever you are watching tonight. But I believe that this is the word that is going to set your entire year free. Amen. This entire year, you're going to see the freedom. You, you, you might have this till this juncture you would have thought that oh my god this was up and down this was you know maybe 60 40 you know 50 50 come on hallelujah praise god whatever it is tonight is going to be a hundred hundred come on a hundred percent freedom that god is going to send forth into your life if you believe it receive it tonight pray the holy ghost jesus so the first Word that you will learn is always take a stand in your life even if you have to stand alone. Always take a stand even against evil even if you want to stand alone. Look at Genesis 37 and the second verse. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpha his father's wives and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Joseph brought an evil report. Joseph was alone. It is Joseph against his brothers. Joseph on one side, his brothers on the other side. He stood alone. All his brothers are together and Joseph is alone. Joseph is bringing a report. And Joseph is standing alone with it. He decided early in his life that whatever happens, I am going to stand for what is right. In Exodus chapter 23 and the second verse says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Even if you have to stand alone, don't be with the public opinion. Don't be with the multitude of people. In that multitude, there might be very important people. But you have to stand alone. What God says is right. What His Word says is right. I've seen this grace in my life, in many junctures of my life. When I saw myself standing alone on certain decisions, on certain things. But God gave me the grace it's not my strength, but give me the grace to stand it. Even if a whole multitude is running in the wrong direction, you stand. You stand. Finally, be strong in the Lord. That is, hallelujah, the wisdom comes to the point where finally, when it matters, you take a stand and you're strong in that stand. Finally, that's what happens. Not what you start. Finally, when it matters, would you take a stand? When it's not easy, let's take a stand. That's victory in spiritual warfare. Your victory in spiritual warfare is certain if you have a stand. Come on. 
Petra Church, take a stand on what has been taught to you. What you have learned from the fathers, the scriptures, the Timothy says, Timothy, what has been taught to you from the childhood, the holy scriptures of God. Hallelujah. Learn what you have learned. Take a stand for it. Bible says, carry the yoke while you are young. What is that yoke? When it's not difficult in your life, you are taking a stand. All those young people, when it's not easy, when it's really difficult, when you, what is that yoke? Taking a stand for the Lord. Even if it is alone. Every from my father and my spiritual father in the starting a ministry, from the scratch was not easy. In the initial years, it was not easy to take a stand. But then I knew, you have to start. There's a point in my life, I understood that you have to start taking a stand. You have to carry the yoke. Somebody said, if you can't stand for something, you will fall and die for nothing. It is said that there are two groups of people. The first group are those who have convictions, who are led and lived by convictions. The other group of people are led by consensus. They will follow what others are doing tonight. I pray that as we come to an end, let us not live a life of consensus, but let us live a life of conviction for the glory of Jesus Christ. There are no convictions for people sometimes of their own. They are living by other people's standard. When it's time to pray, when it's time to fast, when it's time to attend the church, there are people who will say, this is not the time for me to party around, fool around, play around. This is the time for me to pray around. This is the time to meet with people who have given their lives to Jesus. These are not the people to please people who are living a low standard in life. These are a peak time. The people you have to live with people who are living a high standard for the glory of God. I was just reading, you know, while, while, while I was preparing this word, I was just reading about uh, the third, I mean the temple in Jerusalem. It's already started to be built and it's coming you know it's the Jews has started building the temple and it's almost you know it's moving fast the Bible says before Jesus comes back in rapture the temple will be built it's one of the sign that Jesus is near this is the time just because everybody is sleeping around, you should not be sleeping around. Everybody is putting a tattoo. It's not the time. You go after the world. You should have a conviction in your heart. Don't look at what's trending in the world. Look at what's trending in the spirit. Come on. Come on church tonight. Look at what's trending in the spirit. That's what you need to get in. That's the wisdom. 
God is setting a remnant, a peculiar group of people in these days and times who will stand up for the Lord. We are starting the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are not focusing on what's happening or what's not happening. We are focusing on raising up a generation who will stand up for the Lord. That's what our focus is. A generation who will walk in the anointing of God. A generation who will apply the walk of wisdom. A generation that is nothing more important, either God or nothing. Those who follow, Pastor, that he said, those who follow the crowd will get lost in the crowd. But he who stands out in the crowd will stand out for God. Come on. We want to be standing out in this city. Come on. Sometimes people ask, Pastor, in Bangalore, three hours of worship. Why? We want to stand out for God. Somebody came to marry a boy in our church. And they said, oh my God, we thought, you know, serving the Lord means only on a Sunday. This guy is serving from Monday to Sunday. I mean, hallelujah. Praise God, standing out for God. Hallelujah. If you are serving in Petra Church, it's just not on a Sunday evening, a Sunday morning. You are called to ministry maybe every day. Hallelujah. Oh, Pastor, you didn't tell all these things in the last two years. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's calling back for action again. It's calling back for the glory of Jesus again. It's calling back for some serious business again in the house of God. If you want to be a part of it, lift your hands and say, Lord, use me for your glory. I want to stand out for the glory of God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not feeling that much of an excitement coming inside the camera. Come on, church. Come on. Pray the Holy Ghost. God will give you the enthusiasm. When God is about to do something in your life, there is a Holy Spirit enthusiasm. Hallelujah. No matter what the world is happening, there is a spirit of enthusiasm that rises from within you. No matter how the devil managed to push you around, you will jump out of that tonight. However, you are pro- pro- forced to sink into the miry pit. There is a jumping out of that tonight. That is the night today. Jump out of your problem. Jump out of your crisis. Jump out of the sin. Jump out. Come on, church tonight. So if you're sitting in the church tonight and ask one person to stand up, praise God. I sat down and asked you to sit down. <laughs> if you sit down, you are the part of the consensus. <laughs> See, if he stands up, he stands out. He stands up, he's standing out. The rest of the people are sitting and this person is standing out. God is looking for people who will stand out. Joseph in his generation, David in his generation, Esther in his generation, Mordecai in his generation, Philip in his generation, Paul in his generation, John in his generation. Come on, more than anybody, I example, Jesus in his generation stood out. 
for the glory of God. If you are part of the church here, the genealogy here, the legacy here, come on, it's a church who trains you to stand out for the glory of Jesus Christ. Some serious business will happen. Joseph stood out of his generation because he decided he was going to live for the Lord, walk with God, walk in the anointing and the wisdom of God. He wanted the spirit of God to function to the point that Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, is there any man here in this entire kingdom who has the spirit of God? That is what I want people to speak about the church here. Hallelujah. I want to look at where are your gym or in your business or in your workplace. Does it matter where you are? I want people to look at you and say, is there any man like him who has the spirit of God come on not the spirit of the devil not the spirit of the world but is there anybody who is here who has the spirit of God that's the kind of testimony that we want to have for that you have to stand alone with Jesus because God is your portion you have to have a surrendered life hallelujah Tonight, may that anointing of grace come upon your life in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and receive it tonight. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. People who stand out for God is the life that will stand apart. Your assignment in life is not to see how many people you can please in this world. Your assignment is how many times that you can please God in this world. There are many people who have died trying to please everybody because in their life they never had that conscious intention to please God. People who want to please God will not die before the time. They tried to kill Joseph many times. But because he pleased, Jesus said, He has not left me alone in John 8, 29. Because I've done the very things that pleased him. Offer your bodies as a living. Just such a powerful word. It's a word, you know, Romans 12, 1 to 2. Has the power to destroy premature death over your life tonight. Because it's a pleasing life at the altar. An altar life. Mm, come on. You know why Abner, you know, in the morning I woke up with this thought about Abner you know Abner was at the gate the, you know he could have just touched the gate which signifies Jesus signifies the altar signifies the presence of God Abner came so close to the gate so 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 close so close if this is the gate so so close but he did not touch the gate he did not enter through the gate and he died prematurely and David said oh Abner died like a fool. I declare tonight that nobody who's listening to me will die like a fool. 
Come on, in the name of Jesus. Nobody who is watching me tonight will die like a fool in the name of the Lord. You will live as a wise man. Come on, open your mouth and I will not die like a fool. I will live a life of wisdom and honor and glory and power and strength. If you believe it, stand up in your places. Give a clap offering to Jesus tonight. Let not my wise man. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Sing that song once again tonight. Of the wise man boast in his wisdom, or let the strong man boast in his strength. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let the humble come and give thanks to the one who made us, the one who saved us. I'm boasting the Lord my God, I'm boasting the one who's worthy. somebody to such an extent that you have to displease the Lord to please that person write it somewhere in your life never respect or look up to somebody to such an extent that you have to displease the Lord to please that person you'll find Joseph standing alone his brothers on one side somebody came from the same womb but a different destiny it can be people who come from the same womb but Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that you have to please them because of that. Because you have a greater destiny. Among his siblings, Joseph was above. He stood apart. God has got an individual plan and a purpose. Same father, different future. Same father does not mean same future. A congregation might have... 2,000 people worshipping, 200 people worshipping. Always there is a group who wants to walk with God, whose intention is to, hallelujah, give Him praise and glory, 
who wants to obey God. Another group of people who wants to be just a church comer and a church goer. Just come because they have some material needs. I told the other day, you know, there are three groups of people in the church. There are confidants who are with you, who are for you, who are called to stand with you. The Bible's called them in John 8, 35. You know, can you read John chapter 8 and the 35th verse? They are sons. The son abideth in the house forever. He has a relationship with the Lord. He has a relationship with the man of God. And he has a relationship with the house of God. Read it. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. But a son abides forever. Son abides. He's not a slave. He's not there for, you know, some time to play church. He has, he's a part of that vision. He's a part of that plan God has for the church. Then there are, who looks the same, there are constituents. They are with you because they are for something you are for. They are for something you are for. Maybe they are here for a, because you believe in God will prosper them. And we are all, it's there in the Bible. We believe it, I preach it. But these people are not for Jesus. They are for prosperity alone. So once they prosper, they leave. Or if they don't prosper, they look for some other church and some other man of God who can prophesy over them and who think, who they think that can lift you up into the next level. Never happens. It's foolishness. Then the comrades or comrades. Comrades are people who are against what you are against. They are here for only for a season. Maybe you are taking a, a particular series on abortion. And they come, they get excited. Oh, we want to help the people. We want to help. So they are in that season. They are with you in that series. When you stop preaching on a certain subject, they leave. Because they were against what you were against. But tonight I'm speaking about a group of people who are standing with you. They are remnant. They are peculiar. They stand out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They have realized their worth and value in the church. Hallelujah. And, and, and there is a wisdom to realize. Number two. What is the wisdom of the ancient learning from the Joseph life? Endeavor to always secure fatherly goodwill and blessing, parental blessing. Look at Genesis 37 and 3rd verse. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Pastor says, never take the father's blessing for granted. Not only your natural parent, but even your spiritual father. The moment that you stop valuing and become too familiar with them, you will start to dishonor it knowingly or unknowingly and you start stopping to receive that blessing that comes through the word. Sometimes I've seen many people who I spend less time because I'm not familiar to them. Greater breakthroughs. On the other side, people have given access and proximity because they value it. There are greater breakthroughs. But there is a group of people who are in the middle. Like the older son. Oh, we have worked for you. We've got nothing. Not a small goat. Not goat's milk. Come on. 
you are not you don't know you know why you never got God's goat's milk because you were never in the house for goat's milk you were in the house for the house everything of the house was for you don't be a goatee be a sheepy <laughs> the unction that backs you determines where you will go forward and how far you will go forward the mantle behind you determines the mountain that you will level and that you can level just having a talent or a calling or a gifting and then people say oh what a gifted man and a woman you are does not make you level the mountain there are many people who have talented gifted they've never fulfilled their destiny there is a spiritual connection a connect that god places to higher mantle than your life if you're connected to a higher mantle in your life you will be able to resist and overcome every demon lower demon in your life certain demons that tries to bring you so low in spiritual level emotional level physical level financial level can be overcome by connecting into a higher level of anointing in the beginning of the year there were many challenges that i've gone through one challenge after another and i found this secret i connected to the anointing of my earthly and the heavenly father spiritual father together with the heavenly father i connected myself to the blessing of my earthly father and the blessing and the anointing of my spiritual father and i overcame every one of them and still overcoming while i'm preaching to you Glory to God. You know, by God's grace, God allowed me to buy an apartment in this city for the glory of God. When I bought that apartment, there was a loan connected to that. My pastor prayed over it and said, you will have a debt-free home. <laughs> I took that word. and i declare that word today while i'm standing it's a debt free home for the glory of jesus christ oh come on you hallelujah you connected to a higher anointing for the glory of jesus christ hallelujah you ever overcome every low demon in your life It's not my hard work. I mean, I I work hard. It's not my talents, my gift. I connect with higher anointings that God has given me. I value it. I carefully study it. I honor it. Every inch of my breath and my heart. Who backs you determines what can handle. It's not the size of vehicle that determines the speed of the vehicle. You could be driving a big truck but going very slow, but it's the size of the engine. The capacity of the engine, your spiritual genealogy 
that determines how fast. Tonight, I pray that may you have God's speed in your life. Come on, church, tonight. Everyone who was slow this year tonight, I decree God's speed tonight. Victory by the blood of Jesus tonight. The pastor had a R1 bike, 100cc bike. Somebody might have a bigger car, but because the engine was so strong, within seconds you could reach so fast, so far. You can go even up to, you know, 200 in within seconds, miles per hour. Because of the engine had capacity. The difference between Joseph and his brothers was the father imparted a mantle unto Joseph. He recognized conscious. Let me tell you tonight, anybody try to disconnect you, anybody. For people from home, people outside the home. Anybody try to disconnect the mantle from you, even your own thoughts, it's the voice of a witch. That's what happened to Saul. When he was disconnected, he even went to the extent of now he can't hear the voice of God, not the voice of Samuel. He went and heard the voice of a witch. It's a witch's voice that will lead you. And he fell on his own sword. Can you imagine the sword God gave him victory over many nations was the the same sword that defeated him when he stepped out of the mantle. Oh my God. You think that you can do minister and you get gifted and you can start your own ministry. Please go ahead. That ministry will kill you. Number one way, pastor said, God taught him that the number one way to accelerate the prophecies over your life is to connect to the mantle of the father. Hallelujah. Your spiritual father is your spiritual ladder. Open your mouth and say, my spiritual father is my spiritual ladder. Ladder is needed to go higher, to connect to the anointing, connect to your destiny, connect to up life, higher life, to value that mantle. That's why the local pastor is so important. Somebody the other day, I, I listened to so many, so many great men of God, you know. I said, great. But then why do you come to me when you have a local problem? <laughs> why don't you call all those great men of God and ask them for counseling and ask them to lay hands and to cast the demons and to fast? Why don't you go to those great, great men of God? No answer. I understood and I believe this from the word. It's your local pastor who plays above you has the power to uproot certain things out of your life. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He has the power to uproot, hallelujah, certain things out of your life. If you value that anointing, certain leave, things will leave from its roots. Tonight, lift your hands, certain leaves, certain sicknesses, oh, leave from your body, certain curses, certain financial issues. Let it leave in the name of Jesus. 
അതിരികടകവല sheep goes into confusion into pits when they leave the fold some people say they've got a calling self made you know they went to bible college you know just such so much of pride hallelujah but if you say like that that's all that you can get where your bible college maybe a little few kilometers far that's all that you will reach if you want to reach a destiny you need to connect it to the spiritual covering it is your connectivity never play with your spiritual covering value the laying of hands and the prophecies that is over you it is not just ability but ability plus connectivity everybody say ability plus connectivity determines your destiny imagine uh, the 10th store building and you are climbing you know all the 10th floors and imagine the person who has a lift who will reach faster the one who has the lift covering is a lift tonight amen you know just imagine you know i have a daughter just imagine you know i'm saying can i have my daughter can i okay just imagine you know i'm saying It's very, very easy to understand. Bring her, bring her, bring her. Just imagine. You know I'm saying? Uh, see, see, if, see, see, if I'm going to walk with her, if I'm going to walk with her, if she's going to lead me, see, she's going to lead me. See, how slow we are going. But see, if I'm going to lead, take her and I'm going to walk. you have a covering come on praise god hallelujah if you are trying to lead the pastor you make the pastor slow and everybody slow but if you are hallelujah you are covering you somebody yeah hi your spiritual father is carrying you I mean, you're so fast hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord the pace is slow because if the little girl is leading hallelujah sort mantle anointing connectivity is all about somebody is carrying you in prayer somebody is willing to put their life at the altar and the cost hallelujah it is not my need it's your need my need i know how to connect with my anointing and you want to reach faster another instruction illustration you know pastor gave us he said he said no notes on the pulpit and see and the daughter is standing on the floor and see daughter can not see anything she can all that she can see is you know this glass but you can see lot far ahead see i can see the notes i can see all that is happening i can see so far ahead so just imagine you know if you can carry somebody she can see what i can see 
Come on, church, tonight. There is a foresight. There is a greater vision. There is a greater worth. There is a greater sight. Tonight, I'm calling into a greater sight for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you will pray tonight? I want a greater sight. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, I want a greater sight. Your revelation depends upon who's carrying you. Which height that you are in. You put the pastor so down, you will also be down. You live a low life. The way that you carry, you place your pastor. The height that you give is the height that you are going to walk in. Hallelujah. See, my pastor, when I go through certain things, he says, healing is yours. I mean, even before it becomes a reality to me, I just catch his reality and I get it free. Come on. Your reality will change when somebody else carry you. Come on. Hallelujah. Your walk will change. Your dynamics will change. The understanding will change. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The level of prosperity will change. The level of blessing will change. The level of God using you will change. May all that happen to our lives tonight in the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and receive it. Hallelujah. There is such freedom. The freedom to serve God. I'm giving you this word tonight. Because when we open the church, come in the freedom of the Spirit of God. Freedom of this understanding. And see the impact that God can give. Hallelujah. Joseph wisdom that he had a mantle. He had a covering. He was connected to the Father. He was not stuck in his spiritual life. He was not stuck anywhere. He reached where he was supposed to reach. Sometimes people don't reach. It's not because they don't have a spiritual father. It's because they don't connect to that anointing. Don't compromise and hallelujah. Negotiate with people. If you have an elephant or a lion backing you, you're not afraid of hyenas. Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid of a hyena. It, de- it determines who you can face. What kind of devils you can punch. There is a level of an impartation and anointing that comes upon you when you value the anointing of God tonight. Receive it by faith in the name of the Lord. May you progress. May there be speed. May you not be unstuck anywhere of your life when the wisdom of God, not just a head knowledge, but this wisdom becomes your lifestyle. Some people say, you know, our pastors and spiritual fathers are not perfect. That's a, you know, that, that, that's a talk that is going through the town. Uh, you know, I ask somebody, are you perfect? Yeah, we, none of us are perfect. Maybe you're better than us. But thank God. Now I am preaching to you tonight and you are not preaching to me. Because there's a reason for that. God, hallelujah, have trusted me with the, this mantle and this place. There's a reason for that. And you are not standing here to preach. There's a reason. There is a reason God has placed me above you and not you above me. There is a reason. Pastor said, never get the back slap of the anointing. <laughs> never get the back slap of the anointing. Number three. I'm going very slowly through three points. Next four points I'll go fast. Always see the future before it arrives the next wisdom of the ancient hallelujah amen you know there are men of God who are planning for 2033 because it will 
be 100 years since i mean 2000 years since jesus has come so they are planning for now you know there men of god are asking pastor can you also put your inputs into building up vision 2033 there are there is a rhythm in the spirit people are moving and we are here thinking about 2021 and the mosquitoes that are biting us just stop it and think about the future Twelve years, two thousand twenty-three is which is around twelve years from now, which is two thousand years of the Pentecost. Jesus into a, ascended into heaven. Two thousand years, and two thousand forty-eight will be the generation where after nineteen forty-eight, where Jesus, uh, God made Israel come back to as a nation, and the Bible says. this generation one generation is about 100 years in the bible and said this generation shall not pass away without seeing jesus coming back so we are that generation the victory in the bible is speaking about israel and the victory blossomed in 2948 and the bible says this generation will not pass away so 2048 is a biblical closeness i was just referring to temple being built is another sign of Jesus closeness to the coming we are not speculating we are just telling the generation that Jesus is coming the prophecies are getting fulfilled and you guys are standing there and judging every pastor in the world instead of preparing your life for the coming of our lord jesus christ are you going is the matter Paul said in the book of Romans that the present day sufferings are nothing compared to the glory that is awaiting you. God Joseph had in his future in front of him before it arrived. He started living in a life that was hallelujah uh, uh, that that was going to be his tomorrow. You have to live your life today as if you are living your tomorrow. Tomorrow's life should be lived today. Come on church. you have to think like how you're going to be in your tomorrow and started walking like that joseph started walking like a prince in the jail he was ready world is going through present suffering but the bible says there's a glory of god hallelujah for the church there is something hallelujah ahead of you and for me that is god's plan and purpose is going to be unfailed in front of our eyes Joseph dreamt a dream at the 17 years and took 13 years to fulfill. He saw sun and the moon and the stars, everything bowing down before you. Tonight you might see COVID-19 coming into 20 and 21 to bite us, but are you focusing on your dream God gave you? He had the wisdom to see the future. You should not look at Hallelujah who is dying and who is not dying who is having covid don't focus on the covid don't focus too much that it brings fear i'm not saying not to wear mask i'm not saying not to be careful i'm not saying not to take the vaccines but don't focus too much on the covid focus on the coming of jesus focus on the plan and the purpose like pastor said don't focus on how i can somehow live in this world and somehow you know keep living and said what's the use of living and be useless how i can be useful to god 
and future will never happen by itself when life is left to a chance then life has no chance what you don't see coming will never come in the book alice in wonderland there is a road going where are you going and no idea what is the wisdom tonight receive an idea get an idea where you are going come on church the way you are going tonight where are you going to lead do you have an idea that is where the wisdom the holy spirit dream and the visions hallelujah the realm of the spirit can be opened tonight in the name of the lord as i stand here let me tell you something very silently but very powerfully there is a realm of dreams and visions that is opening over you in the name of jesus tonight that isaiah saw the dream come on you are going to see dreams and visions the holy spirit is opening the realm of the spirit tonight receive it tonight if you are one of those lift your hands hallelujah receive it divariya duradaravana sambha Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Even if you get to a point of life, how will you know that you are arrived if you do not know where you are going? You might, certain people have reached certain areas, but do you know from there where are you going? Or you are just blindly following the world? Don't have that attitude that says hopefully something will happen. Get a Holy Spirit idea. Pastor said never possess an empty heart. Always have a heart loaded. We don't want a ministry heart. Just load a little bit of fuel to minister. A little bit of roads, notes. No, be loaded. Be loaded for the nations. Be loaded in the season. Be loaded outside the season. I pray that kind of a spiritual realm, a spiritual level, a spiritual maturity will come upon our lives. And there is always possibilities for tomorrow because you're loaded. You need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You cannot just sit for one hour and get that. To fellowship on a continuous basis. And ask the Lord, open my spiritual eyes. God's dream should consciously come into your mind before it crosses your life. What do you see? You see about your marriage. You see about your children, about your finances. How all these things are going to impact the kingdom before Jesus comes? Do you have a plan? Do you have the wisdom? Genesis 37, 9. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the eleven stars bowed down to me. Yeah, he saw another dream. Verse 5 he dreamt. Verse 9 he's dreaming again. He didn't wait for that one dream to come through. He started dreaming again. He just saw, but he started seeing again. 
You have to don't stop with one dream. You have to ask the Lord to keep showing you dreams. You have to ask the Lord to open your eyes that you can see again and again. Only then you can visualize it. Unless you forget about it. Dream till you can visualize it. God gave me the grace to travel many nations of the world. All that I do was I visualized over the years of traveling there. Now I visualize going there to minister. I said, you put my feet on those lands, Lord. Now I want to minister on that land. You see the ministry in your heart first even before you see it happen out there. If you cannot see it in your heart, you cannot see it out there. You want to see the people falling under the power of God? You should visualize people falling. Not pushing them down. Don't visualize pushing them down. <laughs> Visualizing them falling under the power and transform. I remember early, in the early 2000, when I had the opportunity to go with my dad to minister in Mangalore. You know, I was supposed to give the last talk. You know, the pastor wasn't there at that time. So pastor usually gives the last talk. So so much of pressure as a young boy. But before I got into the stage, God showed me the entire church moving in the laughter of God. I had very limited those days. I had very limited word and with the little word and the visualization, I stepped into that stage. I still remember the entire uh, hall about sitting about, uh, uh, about 300, 400 people those days or more than that started laughing in the Holy Spirit. Because I saw that before I stepped out there. Tonight, hallelujah, before I came here, I again saw the church filled with great joy. I prophesy that that's the reason the Holy Spirit made me say this tonight. The church is going to move with great joy and laughter. Come on. Not sorrow of COVID, but the joy, come on, of the resurrection, the energetic hope, hallelujah, of the glory of Jesus Christ. Come on, church, tonight. Hallelujah. There are satanic altars that has been built to make you cry. But tonight I'm building an altar here to make you rejoice in the Lord. Always and again I'll say rejoice. You have to choose what you're going to see about marriage, raising up children, serving the Lord. You know, you have to sometime look into men of women of God who serves God. I look at my spiritual father. I look at the people he points. He said, look at a Rodney Howard Brown and an Adonica Howard Brown. Look at Kenneth Copeland and a Gloria Copeland. How they have lived their lives together as a family. I tell Deepthi to look at Pastor Antania. How they have lived their lives. All these are examples. Don't look at a joker who has a great ministry but family is falling apart. Or a great family life but no ministry. We want to have somebody who is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Say, Lord, I receive those anointings. Those anointings. Just as I with Moses, the Bible says, I shall be with you, Joshua. That's impartation. Come on. Hallelujah. Tonight, let that kind of impartation be upon your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. In Proverbs 20, 12 says, A seeing eye and a hearing ear is from the Lord. That's what you have to pray. A seeing eye. I cannot go cause, take a earbud and do this. You have to say, Lord, open my eyes. Help me to perceive what I need to perceive. Number four, never reveal your dream or vision to your adversaries. Never ever re- reveal what God has. And adversary is the devil. The Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 5 and 7. Adversary is the devil, not your pastor. Some people, the way they're living, they don't even share anything with the pastor. Adversary is the devil and the people who wants to see the devil-induced people who wants to see bad happening into your life. The spiritual things, the natural things. You want to buy a car? You dream buying a car and share your dream with someone who does not want to buy a car who thinks that men of God should only walk like Enoch walked and they should never travel in a good car. Don't share with them. (laughs) You want to build a home? And somebody think you are all pilgrim here on earth. They should never have a good home. Don't share with them. Never reveal even the plans of God. The vision or the dream. Of somebody who does not like you. Who wants to see the worst out of you. Able to discern who are who. Number five. Never allow the challenge of life, challenges of life to disconnect you from the presence of God. Joseph whether he was in a pit or a slave of Egypt. Potiphar's house in prison. Bible says Lord was with him even in the palace the Lord was with him he always connected no matter what the pressure of life is there connect with the presence of God you know in Numbers 33 11 I think he says as you have spoken in my years so I will do for you as you've spoken in my years I will do for you what are you telling in his ears God has given me the grace this year to at least every, you know, most of the days to speak to him. At least one and a half year hours just speaking to his ears, Lord. Stay connected to the Lord. When you're connected, is when God begins to show a picture. Even athletics, during the training, they are told to visualize or racing. Visualize how you are going to take when in that 150 or 160 kilometers per hour or playing cricket coaches ask you to visualize the bowler bowling bowling a short pitch ball that you can bat and hook when it comes your muscles and your everything will move accordingly great athletes part of their training is to visualize they're plugged into a system that shows how the body responds For the muscle movements. No, all these things happen because already you visualized. Just imagine hooking a Shoi Bhakta. Nobody can. Such boats, 150, 160 kilometers per hour. Take your head off. But they've practiced, they've visualized. Yes, that's why they're confident. Despite every negative picture in your mind. You're confident. You know why? Because you have learned to delete the negative picture and to visualize what God showed. Tonight, let there be a complete deleting of every negative picture that COVID brought into your life. 
that people brought into your life tonight in the name of the lord i speak for so much of freedom the next season of your life determines our how much you are able to delete come on let the ha uh, let there be a holy spirit delete the uh, deleting of your mind from every negativity tonight in the name of jesus and people say receive that if you see constantly falling going down to temptation miserable sick discouraged nothing good ever will happen in your life never getting married having children negative or positive they are powerful pictures if somebody prophesies over you and what god says your heart and mind if they reject it if you don't receive it you're rejecting it you realize you're not realizing it's not going to come to pass somebody say you're looking extremely pretty and you said oh, that you might just buttering me Joseph's wisdom was stay connected with God. He visualized dream and God was faithful. He did not compromise on it. Hallelujah. That's our never next point. Never bow down to the pressure of compromise. Look at Genesis 39:7 to 11. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said live with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold my master what it not what is with me in the house and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand there is none greater in this house than i neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee because thou art his wife how then can i do this great wickedness and sin against god and it came to pass as she spake to joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to live by her or to be with her and it came to pass about this time that joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house with there within amen there's a wisdom there it said never get into a house and some another woman is alone <laughs> especially somebody who's not your wife hallelujah joseph's life there was a pressure to compromise it happens to everybody there is always a temptation to get a favor and opportunity in the wrong way shortcut methods will arise even in ministry but don't take it compromise is always the enemy of destiny whatever you compromise to get you have to compromise to keep i've seen that whatever you compromise to guess get has no future in it compromise is something that you have to leave no in matters of duty you have to obey your authorities no matter what but disobey them when it comes to the matters of iniquity hallelujah potiphar's wife asked joseph to sleep with her but he denied it even if anybody even in spiritual authority ask you to do something wrong don't do it that's wisdom ability to say no to iniquity no to compromise and the last one wisdom is the stability of your life never complain about the reaction of the enemy in your walk of life never complain greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the bible says joseph in his presence stood in integrity he never complained 
Psalm 26 1 says, Lord, vindicate me because I have walked in integrity. If you have walked in integrity today or tomorrow, vindication will come. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. Potiphar, you know, falsely accused him. He believed in his wife than Joseph, but he did not complain about it. He did not murmur. He did not react in a wrong way. He interpreted the dream for Buckler and uh, Baker and the Butler. They forgot him, but he did not say that. He waited for his time. He knew his chance would come. Let me tell you, your chance will come. Till that time, you prepare. You prepare. Your chance will come. Look at somebody and say, Your chance will come. Amen. 2022, I feel might be a chance for certain people to excel from pupa stage into butterflies. Come on, from crawling stage to flying stage. You crawled your way through 2021, but wait a minute, you're going to fly. Come on, a year to fly. 2022, year to fly. Lift your hands and say, I'm going to fly for the glory of God. Oh, there's a prophetic sign. Do it. I'm going to fly. Ah! For the glory of Jesus. Amen. Wisdom is not to react. There might be false accusations. People might accuse you. In the younger days, you know, I tried to, you know, make people understand, waste my energy. They either I've understood, only I got into more depression. Now I understood. Just leave it to the hands of God. He will turn everything for the good. Hallelujah. Don't ever say that you stepped out for the Lord, you know, one time. And if you wouldn't have done that, you know, I would have done, I would have gone many miles. I would have traveled to the nations of the world. I mean, don't all say all those nonsense. God sees the sacrifice that you've seen. He will reward you if you've done it with a clear heart, a clear head. One of my uncles told me, you know, when I took over a business in my family, I said, see, the business is in such a state because you went to preach, you went to start a church in Bangalore. If you would have stayed there, you know, I took it with a bitter pill, you know. I didn't compromise. I didn't say, oh my God, I should have stayed here in this estate and took care of it. I connect to the anointing of God. I ask the wisdom of God. I'm still serving the Lord. All my business that would put my hands are all going in profitability. Because the wisdom. As a matter of fact, I'm serving the Lord now more than I've... You know, I'm saying, if I'm serving the Lord for 25 days a month, I only have time to take 5 days of my work. But same uncle who spent 25 to 30 days in his business get the same <laughs> profit as what I get. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I connected to a higher life. Come on. Not with pride, but with all humility. When you give your life to serve the Lord, God will reward you. It is better to end your pain for doing what the right thing than to enjoy gain for doing the wrong thing. 
Why? Because both are temporary by right, doing the right. You might have a temporary pain, but it will give you a permanent gain. Amen. By doing wrong, you might have a temporary gain, but in the end, it will be a permanent pain. Ask Joseph, don't envy sinners, don't envy people who just seem to have no problem in doing wrong. Come on. They will be accountable before their maker one day. You want to do what is right in the sight of God. This is your manual. And leave everything to the Lord. He will just you. He will vindicate you. Do not revile when people revile you. But he committed his spirit to the one who judged justly. Justice will come. Open your mouth and say justice will come. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tonight, wisdom encountering the wisdom of the ancients as we come to the end of this year end of November encounter the wisdom of God let's close our eyes in prayer tonight